You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello there, friends. Welcome to Tea Talk here on the Flying Casual Network. Uh, just kidding. This is a Star Wars podcast. Welcome to Flying Casual. Sorry, guys, I'm a little distracted. Just got over a 20-minute riveting discussion about herbal teas between Holly and Luke. Um, so I'm kind of thinking we're maybe expanding our, our, our genre here, guys, or our, our podcasting knowledge. Are we going into a herbal tea podcast? Is that, Holly, what, what's happening? I think that would be great. Yeah. I think that would be a really good audience for us. The most gentle, just like discussions, very soothing and calming, maybe some slurping. I know Ew. I slurp quite a bit when I, when I sip a hot tea. That is not soothing nor is it calming luke uh, luke's actually drinking a nice herbal right now uh no not smoking it uh drinking it luke do you slurp your hot tea i'll try to sur- slurp gently <laughs> so it's not somebody to get this man a straw <laughs> uh well yeah guys we'll save the riveting tea talk for maybe a patreon exclusive um i would just like yeah. to say something yeah, seems uncivilized about drinking hot tea from a straw well, or I've any seen hot worse. Beverage. I've seen worse. Used to take a crazy straw with me to bars, and people were like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" He's <laughs> at the you? bar with his crazy straw. Did you? Yeah. Put it behind your it's ear entertaining. when you walk in. I just pocketed it. It'd hang out of my pants, like I just holstered it. Crazy. It's pretty crazy. Did you drink a beer a through great, a straw? Absolutely. It was a great conversation to start her at the bars. Yeah, because you, you usually not you many ladies the straw with the cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> you would think. But you just got your natty. Uh, with a straw that's right right. back in the back in the natty days you know that was pre-psychopathy days that was like college stuff it was just for a good laugh you know did i actually use it yeah was it a nice conversation piece often yes often crazy straws kill with the ladies they do hey ladies watch out from wait what color was it i had a variety Oh. Of colors. Yeah, like a multi-pack. Yeah, it's like whatever I'm feeling for the day, a nice, you know, makes one do purple. Like, what is that, a laser sword? I'm like, shring. No, it's actually my crazy straw, <laughs> not my penis. <laughs> um, so watch out, folks. You never know who you're going to meet at the bar. <laughs> Might be a weirdo with a crazy straw. True. Right, Holly? There are worse people to meet at the bar, so. Yeah, it's <laughs> not like I was, like, attacking people or making them feel uncomfortable. It's just, like, I was just minding my own business. Is that okay? Is that okay? I, d- I do think if I was yeah. at the bar and some Something endearing about it, right? I don't know. I think if some guy next You'd to moved. me pulled out a, yes, you went down pulled a, out a crazy yeah. straw, especially if it wasn't purple, I would yeah. be like, goodbye. What a weirdo. What a weirdo. You'd <laughs> actually probably gone. ask for me to, to leave the premises. But, hey, understandable. That, that actually is not a true story, guys. Or is it? I don't know. I don't know. Welcome to Crazy Straw Talk with Michael Canterbury. Are we playing two truths and a lie now? That actually would be a really fun game, but like in a Star Wars universe. Well, yeah. That none of us live in. So So it's all a lie. Three lies and no truth. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But I don't know. That could be fun. It doesn't sound as fun. Yeah, you're right. It's got to be real. This sounds like some truth or dare shit. (laughs) I'm not into it oh um but guys what a what a crazy week it's been uh you know as a star wars fan as a united states citizen uh, it's just kind of crazy this is th- we're recording on thursday uh, february 11th uh we didn't release an episode this past week 
Um, I, I think Holly tweeted it out and, and posted on, on our socials that, you know, just a lot going on. Uh, you know, tiling a bathroom, remodeling a bathroom is a lot. And uh, so we needed a little breather, but we're back at it today. And it seemed like a good good day to pick up uh, the mics and talk about Star Wars. Um, we do have some 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 material to discuss. We, we left off um, our Darth Vader discussion with issue nine of the new comic line. And, and issue 10 was released just yesterday in a, a fascinating read, I will say. So we're going to come into that in, in the later part of this discussion. But some big news happened today um you know made a lot of people happy made a lot of people mad um but but disney officially acknowledged that they released or i guess i should say lucasfilm uh released uh gina carano for um you know some social media posts that she's made recently and i mean some that she's made over the past four months um but that was official today she she made a, a comment um a really stupid ridiculous comment um, on Instagram, where she she reposted someone's comment, um, comparing being a, a conservative in the United States to a uh, Holocaust victim, um, which is it's 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 just absurd. Um, it, but I, I do what I want to talk about in this whole situation is, is the future of Gina Carano or Gina Carano, Cara Dune. I don't know what what Gina Carano's future is. Uh, I'm not even going to speculate on that. But the future of Cara Dune and Star Wars. Um, but you do have to you have to acknowledge what's going on right now. Um, and a lot of people, Holly, making it a political discussion. And I don't know about you guys, but to me, I, I don't see the politics in this. I see this as a really inappropriate analogy that should never be uttered by any human. This is a human decency issue. And someone was called out for making such a comment and was fired, assumingly, from their job. Holly, how are you taking this in? I mean, it's it's been it's been all over the interwebs. It's hard to avoid <laughs> it. Um, but how 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 are you reacting to the news? Um, it is really hard to avoid, and I have to say that I've been following the Gina Carano issue since she started making some transphobic comments um, earlier. I, well, I guess earlier this fall. Um, I was not very impressed, yeah. but I also wasn't very surprised that she had no consequences to that other yeah. than people yelling at her on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what's that going to do to her? It's just kind of fuel the fire. And it did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that she finally was held accountable for her comments and what she said. And I think that it's important to show like these things do have consequences yeah. and yeah, she has every right to say whatever she wants, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't have to have any consequences for it. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to hate speech, anti-Semitic comments, you know, you yeah. represent this company that, you know, really places a lot of value and emphasis on inclusivity and family and togetherness. And then you make comments like that. You're not really, something's not lining up yeah yeah it's crazy too because you know we're all following the impeachment of the former president of the united states right now we're seeing there's consequences for the things that you say and and yes you can you can wave the flag of the first amendment all you want but but those words are going to catch up to you in some way or another uh luke i know you're following the impeachment but maybe you haven't really dug into this gina carana news um, you definitely know about it now. How are you? How are you processing it? Uh, not really a, su a surprise, right? 
Yeah, I'm not a, a heavy social media user, as you two know, so I don't usually find out about this stuff until it <laughs> becomes the to the level of uh, something happen happening, some consequences uh, being faced, or it, it's starting to generate news, uh, you know, articles and things like that that then pop up on my radar, which is how this came about, and uh, it, it wasn't terribly surprising given some of the the things that have gone on. Yeah, but it it was it made me sad and disappointed, um, you know, for for Gina for fans because mm-hmm. um, the Cara Dune character w- was quite well liked, quite well received. Um, not my favorite part of the Mandalorian, but a solid part of it. I think the character is interesting, giving her the background of of being Alderanian and, and how that plays with yeah. you know her, her decisions to. to be a part of the rebellion and, and, and so on. Uh, you know, she was bringing her physicality, her fighting skills um, to the role and doing, and doing a good job. And even in the sort of the acting parts of it, I think pulling off some good moments. Yeah. Um, so it's just sad that, that she can't continue that journey that she was on. Um, but we know who she, she, she has to blame for that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and I, I I haven't followed. I'm sure this is blowing up in terms of reaction. I'm sure it's being covered yeah. by media outlets, and there's probably a lot of very um, heated heated discussion going on about it, which I haven't been a part of because uh, I I tend to get discussion like that out with a, a smaller group of friends, including you two, in the, in this way yeah. and just talking it out. Um, but I can imagine um, I can imagine there's probably a lot of like you shouldn't tell her to shut up and dribble in the way that people tell LeBron to shut up and dribble. And I believe that's true. I think Gina should, and any, any person should give their political point of view, say, I like this policy because it does a, B and C things that I think are good. I like that candidate. She believes in one, two, three, which are the most three important things to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's fine. Do that. Uh, you have that right. No one should tell you, you you don't and you shouldn't. But like you said, Mike, it's it's so often in, in this kind of talk, we go to these these hyperbolic metaphors so quickly. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's what you're right. That's what this was. This was this hyperbolic metaphor that by using it makes light of one of the greatest um, atrocities by mankind in our history. Exactly. <laughs> so that's like, that's, I'll stop rambling, but that's, that's all my feelings that just yeah. come boiling up. It's not comparable. It isn't. And none <laughs> of us, none of us other than actual survivors of the Holocaust even have an inkling of what that persecution was like and, 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 and being a victim of such an atrocity. I mean, millions of people were imprisoned and murdered because of their beliefs and their heritage that is in no shape comparable to being a conservative in the United States, especially one of privilege. <laughs> like, so I, it's, it's, it, folks do not take this as a political discussion. This is a human decency issue. So before you turn this podcast off, take a look at yourself and say, how am I interpreting this? Because someone made a very ignorant and indecent comment that they don't understand. They obviously don't understand history and haven't been persecuted like this. 
to make such a comment is ignorant and indecent, and she's suffering the consequences for that. That that is, that is the risk you take if you have such opinions. You are if you like Luke said, you're protected by the United States Constitution to say that. However, your employer does not have those in which you represent do not have to stand with those opinions. And in most of our states, they have the right to terminate you. No questions asked. Holly, sorry. No, I just, I don't know what Luke said about just like feeling sad about it. I think that's like such a fair way to describe it because I had a lot of hope for Cara Dune's character. Mm -hmm. And before I knew anything about Gina Carano, I just thought like, what a cool woman to bring on into Star Wars. She, she's not, I don't want to say this in a way that's going to get like backlash, but she's not your like typical, Hollywood Hollywood female actress. You know, she is strong and she a little bit of an attitude, even her physicality. It's not something that is often booked for a role. Right. And I just thought that that was so cool. Like, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. nice to see more than one type of woman represented in the TV shows that we watch. And then to see this kind of unfold, it's been very disheartening. And I think what makes it more sad for me is it's not so much to me, a case of her being ignorant because I feel like her being in the position that she's in, she actually acknowledged that her and some of her coworkers from the Mandalorian had conversations about why the thing she was saying was problematic. And she posted about that on Twitter, especially her and Pedro Pascal. She like posted Pedro and I had a sit down. We talked about these things. Like I understand how what I was saying was hurtful. And then she continued to do those things after she acknowledged that they had conversations about it. And then it just escalated from there. And it's not to me, she's not being ignorant. She knows exactly what she was doing and she knew what the thing she was saying was going to result in. And she ultimately did it to herself. And I just, for her to act surprised and for any of her supporters to act surprised that this was the outcome, I just don't know how you could be surprised. You know, she is in a very privileged position. She has the resources to be able to understand why the things that she is saying are problematic and hurtful, Mm -hmm. especially at this point to a lot of the Jewish people not even in this country, but the Mandalorian, that's a big show around the world. Mm-hmm. And there are Jews all over the world who were persecuted and had family members murdered in the mm-hmm. Holocaust. And I just, it was especially ill-timed with everything that happened in the insurrection with the images that you see very anti-Semitic, yeah. making jokes about the Holocaust, Auschwitz. Yeah. It just, all of it was very, very poor taste. And she, I, she knew what she was saying. Yeah, and I, and I, the way things panned out, and and the response that, um, some of these these news outlets got from Lucasfilm, it seems like some this this already happened, and it likely uh, the Hollywood Reporter saying that she even had her own series that was going to be announced this past December, and with the things that they they were seeing on her social media in November, they had scrapped that. And I, I feel like at this point she became emboldened around this time, and you were starting to see more 
provocative things being said, getting a rise out of people. And, and like you said, mocking, you know, the trans community and claiming that I didn't know what these pronouns meant. You knew it. You, yeah. were, you were mocking people. And, and so it, it, she almost felt, it seems like she was emboldened by probably being let go from Lucasfilm because the way they said it, they came, they didn't come out and say, we're firing her for this, for this Instagram post. It was, she's not employed by us and we don't plan on employing her in the future. By the way, what she said was abhorrent a disgrace yeah so it, it seems like yeah. something has already happened and they've parted ways um and you're right it, it's it's it is sad I, I i don't really have a whole lot of tolerance for this because you're right holly it really isn't ignorance like you know exactly what you're saying um but it's it's people you know that don't understand the history of what they're saying and and how it can affect people um it, it is that is ignorance though i, I mean it's it's just it is sad um it's also sad because they created this character for gina carano they created the character with gina carano in mind to play the character that doesn't happen often in star wars mark hamill they didn't create mark hamill's character in the mold of mark hamill I love how you say Mark Hamill's Sorry. character luke skywalker, luke skywalker. um <laughs> th th it's so unique so for John Favreau to say, I created the character of Cara Dune, I even I even created the name Cara Dune based off Gina Carano's name, like that's something special. That doesn't happen often. And now that's been, you know, it, it's just kind of it's scrapped at this point. So and, and you're right. And you were you were right, Holly, though, in that this is a character that a lot of people have come to appreciate, yeah. especially one Ted Cruz from the state of Texas. Oh, did not know he was such a huge Cara Dune fan. Found and, that out today. And so. Donald Trump Jr. All, he, these, yeah. I know he said this wasn't going to be a political conversation. Well, it's but just you know funny what? that all these people are saying it's so great. Star Wars yeah. is politics. It is. But that's what I'm saying. When, yeah. I, when we kind of opened up with this, this isn't political, folks. Too many people use this analogy just like Nazi Germany, just like the Holocaust. You know nothing of that. You can't even compare anything to that. It is, it is the worst of our human race it's 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 one of the worst things we've ever done as a human race it's just it's it's unfortunate so we, we really need to be more conscious when we make claims like that because you're 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 it's it's highly offensive and that, that's really all i want to say about that but the character itself holly cara dune we last left her on whatever that planet was apparently new sheriff in town uh you know possibly joining the the new republic on a on a bigger bigger mission what what happens now do we recast this role and and give this opportunity to someone else or you just kind of say eh, no let's just move on maybe we don't even mention it maybe someone says something like hey really cool that kara went out and is fighting you know imperials what do we what do we do um, don't recast the role. I don't know why. For some reason, all these people are like, recast her role. Why? Mm -hmm. Star Wars can make any character that they yeah. want to make. Yeah. They could just make another badass female character that the Mandalorian runs into at yeah. some point that will drive the story forward. Yeah. I just like, I don't know why we have to recast her. We don't have to do that. I think that they should just kind of leave her where she is. Mm -hmm maybe you can reference her in other works like i don't care yeah. i just i don't think that she needs to be recast you're, i don't you're also asking some 
new actress to come in into this mess and deal with what you undeniably what is going to come at someone that's recast of this you have fans that are really upset by it. you have some fans that are cheering on twitter about her termination so luke what do you think is is her character so pivotal to the mandalorian that we we can't really leave that story you know open-ended like that we got to tie that up somehow do we do we recast it or we just kind of move on i was a big fan and, and still would like to see Rise of Skywalker with Leia recast as iconic as Carrie was yeah, as Leia and, and the two hard to separate in many ways. I still wanted the character <clears throat> to have justice. And I thought the best way to do the character justice and complete her story was to have somebody pick up the torch in uh, the, the first time I saw Rise of Skywalker, the Leia parts really didn't work for me. And they, they get better with each subsequent yeah. viewing. They get a little less weird to me, but it's still, I feel it leaves something missing. But uh, juxtapose Cara Dune, this is a character who's been with us in, in real chronology for less than a year and a half in terms of when season yeah. one started and we were introduced to her. So there's not this huge history of the character. Uh, in season two, they showed that uh, in terms of being like a sheriff for the New Republic, there's uh, military uh, personnel of the New Republic going around and deputizing these people around the galaxy. Yeah. So there's others out there. If you need a similar person serving a similar role in the galaxy, you can pull another one in. So I I, I don't think there was anything um, – you know, so unique or so crucial about that character that you need to recast it and continue the character. The one piece I really love, and I'll bring it up again, is the Alder Alderanian piece. We don't yeah. get, we've gotten a lot of it in the comics, actually, Alderanian survivors. If you go through all the Marvel comics and New Canon, there is more of that perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, it's an interesting perspective. And God, it it's sort of ironic that, or, or not, I don't know if that's the right word, but like all the Iranians are kind of the, the Jewish people of the star Wars galaxy. Yeah. And so for her to be portraying that character and have that backstory of that trauma of, of that genocide of your people, and, and then to be, to be fired for, for making light of a genocide in, in the real world yeah. is it's, mm -hmm. it's very strange coincidence. Um, yeah. But I really love that aspect of the character. So if they bring another Alderanian in, I think that would be cool if, if the same person sort of filling a similar role has, has, a, has a background story like that or bring in um, somebody from Hosnian Prime. Or, you know, some, I like that. That perspective was really interesting. I, Alderaan is, is, a, is a bigger one, but uh, I like that angle. But no, I, I don't think the, the character Cara Dune per se has to continue. I think you're spot on too, Luke. I think it is ironic that this is how her, you know, character is going out, or at least, you know, Gina Carano is out of this role and making such a comparison. Because you're right, that is, it's one of the most powerful backgrounds that we get, even in like Lost Stars, when you know how people dealt with this trauma and almost this guilt of surviving this, you know, apocalyptic like like experience. Like that, what a what a really fascinating story to tell and how they move on and find purpose in their life. And what a great opportunity here for her 
you know, whether it's revenge or whatever, but to tell that story that we're likely not going to get now. And it's very unfortunate that it happened like that. Holly, yeah. I mean, there, I think that just because you're in Star Wars doesn't mean that you understand Star Wars. And I think that there Amen. was a big disconnect there. You know, she can come in and she can be an actress who flexes her muscles while she wants, yeah. but that doesn't mean that she understands the character that she's representing or the yeah. role that she should be stepping into. Definitely which, not the greatest, you know, female character in Star Wars ever, as and, a lot of people said. That, the last that is what surprises yeah. me because all over Twitter, yeah. I mean, she was received well, yeah. and I liked her character you a lot. Guys, and I you thought, guys were very forgiving, I will say, and very understanding of where that character was going. I was a little more harsh. Yeah, I thought that, well, you must have been on to something because well, I, I just— You know, I'm not a prophet, Holly, okay? I, um, I thought that that character had a lot of potential, and I thought yep. that that would have been really great for Star Wars to kind of— go with that yeah or at least for like Favreau and Filoni to kind of like build that up and that was probably the plan but then everything started kind of going downhill for Gina Carano or because of Gina Carano after that and I just I don't know it as disappointing as that is she just doesn't really represent Star Wars for me and for so many people to suddenly come to her defense and be like um Cara Dune was the best female character in Star Wars. I'm like, how? She had, they were going to go somewhere with her character. And like Luke said, you know, there's a lot of history there and there's a lot of background that needed to be, Mm -hmm. you know, learned. But it just like, they didn't get to the point where I felt like there was a lot at stake with this character, which I think is why I won't miss her. She didn't really feel like she had a lot of dimension. I think that's the perfect point. There was, there was a lot of, prospect there for something in the future and i'll be honest i wasn't crazy about her the first season i was very open about that i i I, i'm like you cast this person for a reason it's not to give emphatic speeches to these villagers about how they need like it that's just not her strength and in the second season they really started fine-tuning okay what does she bring here and how are we going to define this redefine this character so she does shine in moments and they were starting to do that I do not think she, as an actress, could carry a standalone show. I, I, the, 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 her strengths just aren't a front runner like that. A huge supporting role like that—that's great. But the dialogue, just you know, the, the, her—I her, don't know—the expression. It's just not as the dimension. I will say isn't there. And I think that's something that she's going to have to learn as an actress. You know, if she gets future jobs. But yeah. it, it's just—I just wasn't feeling it. But what they were doing, there was so much promise there. For a for a strong character to, to like Luke and you said like build off of her background and, and bring that to the forefront of her story and and it's unfortunate that we're not going to get it but you know what like we said in the beginning there's consequences for it and 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 everyone's you know at a loss now so um, I, I don't know guys I, I'd love to know what you think but I like I don't want to make this a political discussion the group started getting into a little bit to get today and, and just had to shut it down because it's like this is this is a decency issue this is. This is, you know, treating others with respect. This has nothing to do with politics. I don't give a shit if you're a conservative or you're a liberal. I really don't care. Making such a a disgusting comparison that that Gina Carano made, she deservingly lost her job. Like anyone that's going to make such a comparison that represents someone and and what this company is trying to convey to people of inclusivity and and things like you're going to you're going to lose your job. And you know that. So. 
I, I feel like this isn't maybe a surprise to a lot of us, and I feel like this probably happened a long time ago, but it's unfortunate that there was some promise with this character, and now it's it's cut short, so everyone kind of loses out. Um, it kind of yeah. makes me wonder, and this is something that I've kind of thought about for a long time, because she she's not the first actor to do something like this yeah. She's and lose their job. She This isn't the first time that an actor has yeah. said something inappropriate and as a result, lost their role in TV show, movie, et cetera. But this also is not the first time that an actor who was hired by Disney or Lucasfilm has done something like this. And it kind of makes me wonder what their vetting process is for hiring actors into these roles because I go in and apply for a job they will drug test you, run a background check. They call a bunch of references yeah. to kind of get a good character analysis. And it kind of like makes me wonder, is that something that they're doing when these actors come into these roles? Or is it not so much, we're going to make a lot of money from them, so we don't really care? I don't, I, but I don't know that, this, that someone said that in the group. Like, you knew what you were getting. Like, no, you didn't. Like, this isn't something, yes, she is a W, or she's a wrestling entertainer. That doesn't mean she's a shitty person. Like being being a heel in in wrestling is is a persona. It is a character that you're playing. That doesn't necessarily mean they're a dick in human life and make comparisons to being conservative to being a Holocaust survivor. Like it just is not. It's not comparable. It's not relatable. So I, I don't understand that how people are saying you knew what you were getting because they didn't. Well, I didn't say is, that she knew that they knew what she well, they I, were getting. I'm just saying like I I wonder like what that process looks like for like I think with such knowing a, who you're hiring because those opinions don't form overnight you well know? they don't but I mean it's it's a huge enterprise this is a huge company with a lot going on it is you know it's it's a business it's there to make money but it also has it has an image that it needs to preserve and and that that this image that they're you know trying to create and and be inclusive and and I feel like there has to be something like yeah. that. But I mean, to me, what I saw, especially in the behind the scenes of the first season, you saw a very appreciative person for being being asked to join such a, you know, uh, an exclusive, you know, community and being so appreciative of that and and appreciating what she could do for future generations and and it's such a huge shift from what we saw later on and I'm sure that's just the character of the person coming out, the actual character, not the character she's playing. So I don't know. It, it, you can't, how can you vet everyone? Um, they were giving someone a chance, you know, not a ton of, I mean, she had some credits to some Deadpool and stuff like that, but, but nothing too crazy. And, and here was an opportunity to really establish yourself and, and, and have your own flagship show and uh, assumingly, and, and just kind of threw that all away because why i i just didn't seem worth it um but that doesn't mean you know i i want people like this to just keep themselves quiet like show yourself so you so you can be called out because you have to you have to learn (laughs) that this isn't this isn't right yeah um and inevitably i mean those people do end up showing their own true colors at some point um i just i don't know and people in the group said that earlier too like i would and I agree. I would rather know. Yeah. So I know what kind of people I'm supporting. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's it's one of those things that's tough. It's like it's not surprising, but it's shocking. 
Yeah. And I feel like that's something that was a really big theme in 2020 when things would happen because a lot happened in 2020. It's just following us right into mm -hmm. 2021. I feel like I'm saying that a lot. This doesn't surprise me, but it does have a shock value when you yeah. see it happen. I mean, and it could be different in other franchises too. This is, you know, something beloved. This is, is George Lucas creation that we all tend to believe is real life. And, and so it, it hits closer to home than it would in, in something else. And that, that doesn't mean that what's happening in those other franchises or, 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 or productions are, are less, you know, like, threatening but it's 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 hitting close to home because this is something we love and that we, we 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 covet and we try to protect it we want people to feel like they're welcome in the and especially our community but in the general star wars community because that's what the movies are about that's what the original saga was about um so and it, it's a it's a kid story um so you want people to feel welcome to you know be somewhere that they can escape and and not feel like and feel represented so um, it's unfortunate guys um but don't make it political i know a lot of people are but it's just like the three of us will debate politics all day but it's like this is just this is decency this is having respect um for everyone and, and that that isn't hard to do i i do <laughs> i find it baffling that this is such a struggle because it isn't hard to just be decent i don't un it feels like it takes more effort to not be respectful but it's I digress. like our number one rule <laughs> on this freaking podcast. Oh, yeah, we shut that down. Don't on the be podcast. a dick. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we all slip up and we're, you know, not as respectful as we'd like to be, but it really, but not like that. It really isn't difficult to not cross a line like that. So uh, just, you know, we always say be kind to each other. And then, you know what? Just self reflect every once in a while. Try to put yourself in check, put your ego at the door, and then and, and and have see. a little empathy. That, that's the biggest thing. I think empathy, obviously, this statement was the furthest thing from being empathetic for anyone who's experienced trauma um, like these millions of, of Jews and their survivors, you know, did in this time period of, of, of in, the most indecent time. Um, so think before you talk, it's not difficult. It really isn't. So don't, you know, I, I understand that it's cool to be provocative and, and post a tweet that's going to get a lot of traffic, but it it's not worth it. <laughs> like I feel like we're losing that kind of, human to human decency that 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 it just it just feels like it's 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 lost on a lot of people nowadays because it's easy to tweet something stupid out and get a bunch of likes and feel validated by that but um that's not going to last forever that's not gonna that's not going to be what you what you what you strive for later in life um but yeah now i'm acting like i've been here for 80 years on this planet but um that's just a, a stupid podcaster's uh view on the world did you ever answer your question do you it? want Oh, Cara no, I did it. Sorry, I just went into a whole spiel. <laughs> so do you, Michael yeah. Canterbury, want Cara Dune to be... Do you have, like, the, the original trilogy I can put my hand on and I can swear the oath? Somewhere, yes. I vow to protect the the Star Wars saga, um, defend and protect um, the oath of Star Wars. I feel like that we all should have to take that, right? Yeah. Maybe we'll write that. Maybe the group can write that. Nettie's pretty witty. I bet he could write a great <laughs> oath sure of Star Wars. Could. But no, I, I don't want it recast. I don't. I, I think I think maybe just kind of ignoring the fact that this character that was, you know, in two seasons to just never mention them again might be a little too hey, what happened? Just hey, she's out with the new republic, you know, on a special mission, or she's the new sheriff in town <laughs> on this moon. Like, whatever. That's cool. Like, she's not gonna be here to save your ass next time. 
that's fine. And let's bring in some other awesome, you know, female uh, like Aiden Versio. I don't know. I'm just saying, Luke. I mean, we could use some Aiden. I mean, that feels like a good. Let's let's cast. Is the timeline right? girl yeah i don't know that's i don't i don't know anything i know because you haven't played the freaking campaign of battlefront 2 or <laughs> so, read the book so that's, that's a great that's a great call michael yes, I hadn't, let's that hadn't go crossed my mind and uh what is her name uh gina gina garanka i don't know how to say her name yeah no you got it you're getting there holly will have to look it up she but, can look it up faster who am I, I what am i looking up uh Iden versio she actually was the actress who did the motion capture for the game and she's a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, it was Jaina Gavankar. Janina Gavankar. Janina. Yeah, that's there right. You go. She's yeah. awesome. And what a great story, you know? Uh, you know, uh, no, no, not too many spoilers, Holly, but I've probably spoiled in the past. You know, member of the Empire, uh, you know, epic, you know, elite uh, leader of the Empire and defects, you know, and, and experiences a lot of trauma herself. Losing millions of people on the Death Star, being like, wait, how did this happen to us? And having to process that. And then joining the rebellion in the end. I actually don't even think I finished the campaign. That's embarrassing. <gasps> oh, well, I love that storyline. That's yeah. when I read, I mean, well, we all read yeah. Lost Stars. That was like such a cool point of view. You will love this then. So I have you to play Battlefront. Then. Yeah, you do. You have to stop slaying orcs in Shadow <laughs> of War for a little bit, which I know you love. Guys, I've never seen Holly more violent than playing <laughs> shadow of war on the playstation things that i didn't even know she was capable of um but you Not know violence it's uh, the game i thought you were bad at call of duty when you were calling out noobs but and i mean slaying orcs it's just you know all bets off holly is I'm a murderer really good at call of duty i know you that's why i'm saying oh, but I you talk you a said, lot of trash oh so but you said a, you thought i was bad at call of duty correct no. yourself bad as in brutal and, and mean <laughs> um so maybe you'll have to pick that up and look it's the point of the game so i'll fair. have to pick up battle the first battlefront battlefront 2 it has oh, a, it has a this, campaign this and then there's a one. book a prequel book for it so luke did you read the book i think you did i yeah i read i read um the book it's, it's quite good the book is kind of a prequel to the game yep. um and it's it's quite a good story i can't remember who wrote that one maybe christy golden Yes. Um, but it's uh, one of the uh, one of the better better books, I think. It's sort of top top shelf as Absolutely. far as new canon books, uh, which was a it surprise is on to me. The top I shelf. I put it towards the back of my reading list as I was catching up with the new canon novels because uh, I didn't think oh, a book tied to a video game might not be the best one. But yeah. no, really, really great. Absolutely. That, there's a couple of those surprise, like Phasma. I think a lot of our our, our book club members didn't think Phasma that would be great. It ended up being one of the book. best books, right? That was such a fun book yeah. to start with because that was the first Star Wars book that I ever read. Absolutely. And I thought Phasma that it, will always be imprinted on your heart. It yes. Rebel scum. That's, uh, she sounds nothing like that. No. That was a terrible I, Phasma impression. No, I need to yeah, read it, the one that you just finished. Yes, phrasing. Yeah, the the title of the book is Inferno Squad, and it is a uh, Christy Golden is the the author yep it is a is a really good one um and i think i had played the campaign before i can't remember if the book came out first or, or the campaign for battlefront 2 came out it might actually the book actually might have came out before um if i recall the release dates correctly but anyway i think that's i think an older Aiden Verzio, you know who's now a part of the, the 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 republic i think that's a freaking great idea 
Um, I don't know why they haven't done that. Maybe she's in the Rangers of the New Republic. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Well, we don't um, have any casting. She has a for daughter. I, it's, there's a lot going on, Ollie. Um, we don't have a casting. We do have a casting. Oh, for Ra- the Rangers show? Well, no, I'm talking about Aiden Bursio. We've that's in the books. That she is awesome. She's been to Celebration. She's amazing. She's in the Star Wars community. Yeah. Let's make it happen, Star Wars. Sorry, I meant yeah. we don't know who's being cast in the new Rangers Negative. show. No, not so, one Ranger. <laughs> we don't know any of them. No, I'd be a background Ranger. I'm down for that. Of course. Um. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Go ahead, honey. Right. Any th- final thoughts on on the whole? We've moved on. Mm, yeah. There was something I was, well, and I was like, "Don't forget it, girl. Say it after this conversation." When it and pops I, up, phrasing. Wow. Just feel free to interject and 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 get your thoughts in. Boy, I don't remember. That's okay. Hey, one one uh, one North High honey wheat, and Holly's calling it quits. Guys, it's not even. Maybe you a need whole... a herbal tea. Ugh, I wish. I a was nice Earl Luke... Grey. Look, we're back on the tea talk. <laughs> tea talk. Tea talk. I thought you were saying TikTok, and I was like, well, Holly, it's not tea talk. No, but you're right. That's the name of the new podcast. Tea talk. I swear to God, if someone takes that freaking name, it's happening. We write that down. Tea write talk. that down, well, Holly. Everyone, forget. it's recorded. We can't forget it. I'm it's not, recorded. I feel like all I do yeah. is come up with clever names for podcasts. Yeah. No, I agree. That's a great one. Thanks. So don't forget that one. Tea talk. Uh, guys, moving on, we mentioned, you know, we're continuing our read of the Darth Vader 2020 comic line and a real tease in the last issue. We, we, we saw Darth Vader escape uh, Ochi of Bastoon uh, and, and the Emperor's plans of, of this test or destroying him or punishing him, whatever it was. We see him escape and he's taking Ochi with him. And he said, I'm going to Exegol. He finds out about Exegol. It's like the Emperor's secrets are there. I know they are the more he has doesn't get to exegol yeah the longer i think this is a really bad idea vader well the more pissed off he gets it. too and we're gonna talk about that oh i have a question oh, yeah, yeah should we be calling him darth or should we be calling him vader at this point i think if obi-wan kenobi can call him darth i think we could all call him darth they probably should just title the comic line darth <laughs> i don't know why they're not um but yeah if obi-wan can do it i think we can do it if obi-wan kenobi can call himself ben kenobi i feel like you can call darth vader darth what would obi-wan do what would ben do what would ben do i don't know not the ben do holly <laughs> oh i love uh, the, I love ben the ben. that's a whole different conversation so vader he 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 finds this hyperspace dock and he he's ready to shoot to exegol and uh runs into this gigantic um creature the red terror the red the red horror uh he looks like a giant kind of squid with ridiculous teeth um but he he's in this like nebula this like red nebula and uh and vader's just like this thing ain't gonna stop me like i'm darth vader um and guys pause me if i miss anything here but ochi is is a comedian Ochi went from being some terrifying Sith assassin that I thought we needed to worry about to the funniest guy I've seen in Star Wars in a long time. And that includes the comics, that includes the movies and everything. So he's he's hysterical. Um, he, he, Vader has him held captive, but he's just cracking jokes left and right. Um, and he thinks it's a bad idea, but Vader's like, we're going, like, this is the shortest route to Exegol. We're taking this thing out. Well, lo and behold, few uh imperial starships show up star destroyers have we 
figured out if this is Slymore or we don't know. I, I, mean, I still don't you know. have to assume it is. I mean, she seems like she's in the inner circle of Palpatine. She's still around at this point. So yeah, she shows up with with three star destroyers and is hell bent on making sure Vader does not escape. <laughs> they are throwing everything at Vader. Vader has survived Ochi. He survived murderous droids he survived the eye of webbish bog like he has a freaking droid arm and legs there's not much to him left and it's so personal for her like oh yeah she just like endangers everybody because she's like kicked me out of the opera that night with palpatine (laughs) i'm pissed you bastard yeah pissed i I don't know she it's just a grudge just like calm down i know I know. Calm the red eyes down. Like I'm think, starting to think she's a Sith. And she's got yeah. that Dracula collar. Actually, yeah. it's kind of kinda badass. Hot. Yeah, I was I gonna say. I I'm kind of into that. Really? Yeah. I kind of think we should get cloaks like that, and they should have the flying well, casual logo on the back. That's actually we'll design one, and, and then we'll, we'll sip have tea while we wear our Dracula. We'll have cape. our names embroidered yeah. on the collar. I like that. Put some jewels on them. I think Luke would probably pull that off better I than think so any too. of us. He draped the hair down. Look like uh, uh, Draco Malfoy. Was that his name? Draco Malfoy had blonde hair. Luke does not. Well, Luke, would you ever consider dyeing your hair blonde? No. And then, no? I ha- I haven't had the blonde hair since a, a bad dye job in the middle school era oh. that, that probably looked a lot more orange. We don't talk about anything. that. <laughs> you know, back in the bleach days when that was mm. the craze. Oh, we might have to ha- this might have to happen. I might have to get a hold of the wife and just say, is there some way we can just like, I don't know, do it in his sleep or like capture him and then dye his hair. That might, that would actually be the greatest costume. If you, if you guys don't recall several episodes ago, uh, we, we talked about our Halloween costumes and uh, Luke was the winter soldier last, last Halloween at work. And it was one of the best costumes I've ever seen in my life, but on top uh, Draco Malfoy, that is his name, right, Ollie? I, I mean, like, I think so. From Harry Potter, I, yes. yeah, I think so. Just making sure that I was correct. I, that I think you could pull that off, Luke. We actually just talked about Draco Malfoy last episode, didn't we? We did. Oh, jeez. I feel like it's been so long. Wait, is Draco the dad or is he the no, son? No, that's Lucius is the dad. Lucius is the, oh my bad. Because there was that Lucius, actor. yeah, yes, it's the guy we just talked about. Who is he? Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Moving forward, now we got Lucius Malfoy this Halloween. Um, so Vader is surprised by the Star Destroyer showing up, and 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 what's her face is hell bent on destroying it. You're not going to escape this time. You've you've escaped all these things. You think you're so powerful. Well, watch all my my Tie bombers and, and Tie fighters destroy you. So they send pretty much every Tie fighter they have on the ships. Actually, that was pretty comical because yeah. her whoever her commander or whoever was there with her was like he's already taken out three tie fighters wait, no seven six, yeah no, wait, eight, 11 11 yeah a lot of comedy in this issue yeah but then she just i don't know what did she do she did something that made me so mad she said sorry i'm like uh, yeah to scroll through it there you go yeah, yeah. so what'd she say holly so what was so funny she says congratulations lord vader You've destroyed six ties. Mm. And then he goes, oh, seven, no, eight. Oh, sorry, 11, actually. And then she says, no matter, you have hundreds of fighters, Admiral. Yeah, and just sends them all after Vader. So Vader. She didn't care. Vader turns around, starts running. And this is when Ochi cracks another joke. He's like, that's the best decision you've made all day, Vader. And it's like, Ochi, chill out. Like, oh, my God. 
So well, he said, "No shame in running." No I shame do in this running. all the time. I do this all the time. So we now know Ochi's a coward. So Vader <laughs> takes off and turns around and goes back towards this creature. Holly, you can pull up the name. Maybe Luke remembers it. It's the it's, it's the Suma yeah, something. It's a Suma verminoth. It's a subspecies yeah. of the Suma verminoth, which is the creature from Solo. Yes, we talked about it. It's, it's like a squid-like creature, like you see in Solo. But this um, subspecies has some mind trick yes. power that we get into. It is fascinating. I mean, the teeth alone are are hideous. I mean, I don't remember seeing those teeth in Solo, but I mean, this thing could chomp anything. And I think I think they said that it eats its own kind, um, and that if you if you're gonna survive it, its physical menacing presence you're not going to survive it's what did they so what ochi really says yeah sorry that's me paraphrasing ochi he says the specimen evolved to hunt its own kind and then he said so it attacks so its attacks transcend the merely physical yes then he says if it fails to crush your body it'll surely break your mind so that it appears that when you fly into this nebula like thing that it's hanging out in i don't know if it's part of the creature or if it's you know whatever it is uh but like luke said it 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 almost is connected to the force and so when ochi and vader go into this nebula it starts messing with their mind and then we start having some visions from vader we don't see anything from ochi we hear from him in a bit but vader has some visions and they're very trippy. Holly, do you have the visions up? The visions. The visions, I have yes. Them. Tap into the force and tell me what the visions are. And this is not from Luke's herbal tea. I, no, no, no smoking of the herbs for this one. So he, like, has a vision. And mind you, this creature is, like, in the background of yeah. these visions. Yeah. So he has a vision of him and Obi-Wan having a confrontation where he says, you know, Obi-Wan's classic line, if you strike me down, yeah. I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. So kind of seeing the past confrontation, yeah. And Vader's like, en- enough, and strikes him down. Yeah. And then he says, I am beyond all of this now. Yeah, Vader he, says that. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. But then he has some visions that you're not sure, like, they either, some of them haven't happened yeah, yet, and they don't go the way we know that they go in the movies. And then he's seeing Luke Skywalker come up to him, and he says, "Young Skywalker, but you are not a Jedi yet." Yeah, he's he, so he's taking some of the experience he's already had with Luke, right? In the first confrontation in Episode Four, he kind of sees that, but it's a modified experience of what that was. But then he actually starts having some visions of the future and a future confrontation uh with, with luke well yeah he had he then has another vision of obi-wan so so these are important because they kind of build up yeah and he starts like thinking about them as they're happening because yeah. then obi-wan comes back and says it's over anakin i have the high ground and yeah. anakin's like you underestimate my power and then um it's it changes and all of a sudden it's luke skywalker in front of him again and then vader's in the background thinking my son so and and luke replaces obi-wan right on the high ground so it's it's i don't know luke how did you take these to me it it was almost like this thing plays to your biggest fears 
when it kind of gets in your mind. And it seems to me that Vader it has fears of being abandoned almost. And, and like just some stuff that he's suppressed over the years, but just like seeing the vision of Obi-Wan and, and then, you know, him saying I have the high ground and then seeing his son in his place. How, how did you, how did you interpret this? This is, this happens every issue with this series. You get into these trippy <laughs> visions yeah. and, and it's uh, people switching places and, and yeah. being in scenes they weren't in or being, um in the opposite perspective of the scenes are in so we, we've been down this road before but this is another interesting take on it yeah it's, it's intermixing obi-wan and anakin's fight on mustafar with um vader and luke's fight on uh, on bespin and empire strikes back um and it but it starts to reverse the roles where luke is in the position of vader having cut yeah. off vader's hand instead of luke getting his cut hand cut yeah. off and sort of winning the duel um and I, what, one of my favorite panels is in the moment in revenge of the sith where um anakin's already been cut down by obi-wan when he tries to make his move you know from the low ground yeah uh, and in that moment when when uh, it's all of my favorite scenes in the in the whole series it, Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor yelling at him, you're my brother, Anakin. I yeah. loved you. And yeah. uh, they give that line to Luke in this vision. And Luke says, I loved you. It, yeah. To me, it was like he, he sees the potential for a real relationship with Luke in his yeah. mind. But he's afraid, I think, that it's already... You know, like he says to him when he's dying on the Death Star and, and Return of the Jedi, it, mm. it's too late for me. Too late. I, I think he feels that inside that it's it's too late for him, and so he's he's seeing the pain of being rejected by Luke in this moment for for Luke to say, "I loved you," like Obi Wan said in a past tense, "I loved you." I don't mm -hmm. love you anymore. Yeah. Um, that's really really powerful to me, and, and eventually we see, um. You know, he's still trying to convince Luke to come over to the dark side, uh, but from this weaker position where he's lost the duel, and yeah. then you know he gets struck down, and then Luke goes off with the Emperor. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. When yeah. Luke goes off with the Emperor. Yeah, I love that whole page. It was and and because Luke actually struck him down, right? I mean, rather than cutting off his dad's arm and throwing away his lightsaber, right? It's. He stabs him right in the chest and him. walks away with the emperor. And the emperor is saying, "It is your destiny." So, Holly, are you are you are you digging this too? That like Vader almost has this fear. If I if I if I if I show weakness, if I if I let my guard down, and I I try to embrace this this child as my son and be a father he's never had. I think there's even a panel in there where he says something about like, "But I'm your father." I, it's something do you can you find that one does he say that anywhere uh he just says yeah he says i am your father well luke so they have a confrontation in this comic and he reaches out to luke and luke like cuts his arm off yeah, his yeah, hand yeah. off you know everyone's losing limbs left and right oh, yeah, it's so he's, <laughs> he says i am your father luke you can destroy the emperor he has foreseen this it is your destiny Join me and together we can. And right when he's saying that line, 
Luke cuts off his other hand, yeah. and then that's when things go south for Vader. So, uh, do you buy that that there's this moment with it that 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 this thing is tapping into his worst fears almost, and that if he does try to have you know to 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 open up to having this relationship, that his son is ultimately just going to reject him, like in his mind, Obi Wan you know, turned on him that, that he's lost, you know, everyone that he's tried to hold on to and open up to, they've rejected him. Is that how you were kind of looking at this, this dazed and confused uh, issue of Vader issue 11? I mean, I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. But I don't know. This one also was kind of hard to. Well, don't forget Ochi's in there too. So Ochi's suffering from something similar, but Ochi says, did it show you your death too? So, and I mean, it technically did show Vader dying with a lightsaber in his chest, but is that necessary? I mean, we always know that these, you know, even this, this Suma squid guy, uh, you know, if he's showing him visions, you know, the, the, the future is always in motion. He's just seeing bits and pieces of past conversations and what could happen. And well, it's and kind of, kind of messed up. And that's the thing is that taking these visions seriously and asses yeah. is what put Anakin in the situation to begin with. Yep. He had these visions, his mother on, visions of Padme and yeah. he set out to try to stop them from happening. But yeah. ultimately him trying to stop it is what actually made it happen. So it was like a self-fulfilling. You're nailing it. I don't know if I want to say prophecy, but like, he thought it was going to happen, tried to make it not happen. And by doing that, he made it happen. You're and it's exactly like you right. would think that he would learn, which maybe he has. We don't really know. He doesn't really have too much of a conversation with Ochi about how he feels about it afterwards. Yeah. He's just pissed, I think. Yeah. He's always pissed. But it's like you would think that he would not put too much stake into that because he knows. I, I will tell you this. You can't take it too seriously. I thought this was the moment. I thought after he had this vision, he was going to say, wow, I can't, if I do have an opportunity, I cannot lose my son. I really thought this was going to be a turning moment, but like Holly said, no, Vader doubles down. And he says, what's the anger leads to hate? Hate leads to... I think it's... He's making... I'm I'm totally missing He says... They hope to fill me with fear, but fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and hate, hate leads to power. Hate leads yeah. to power. Those are the same lines that that Palpatine fed him several issues ago, like issue yeah. six, I think, about what it truly means, yeah. what the dark side and the Sith, you know, truly means. That great uh, change to Yoda's progression in that same way. It seems like he's fully embracing it then, which is what I thought we weren't going in that direction. But it seems like it's emboldened him to say, absolutely not. And who knows when we were on Exegol, actually, we'll see if that changes with what he finds. But so when this happens, like we just said, it it angers Darth Vader. And he actually then (laughs) they land on it. They kind of crash land on Exegol. And then he gets out of the ship and just starts using the force and pretty much just like brings this creature to his will. It seems like it. And I think Holly picked it. I thought he just kind of destroyed it, but he's sitting on top of it. And Holly said that it looks like he's controlling the thing now down on Exegol. And you can kind of see the little, I don't even know what the headquarters on Exegol of where Palpatine and them were. I don't know how to describe it, Listen, but yeah. He, <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
First of all, come on. Remember what I said a couple episodes ago? Yeah, where just I was slamming like, things. Great podcast. Where I was Love like, it. I don't yep. understand why this whole like you can't use the force thing was like a yeah. big deal. It doesn't make any sense. If you wanted to kill him anyway, like who? Like why would he yeah. not use the force? But he wasn't. And in this issue, he finally breaks that rule and he uses yep. the force to control this creature. And even Ochi was like. You're using the force. He's going to kill you. He was going to kill him anyway. Well, and he, he seems to have, I don't remember exactly what he says, but he seems to have not, it seemed kind of like he fully turned on the emperor at this point, but yeah. well, we'll, and we'll that's, see. And that's, so when he says this line, when he's like, you know, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate and hate leads to power. Yeah. Ochi, he's saying that in response to Ochi, like, you know, did you see your death? Like, aren't you scared? And yeah. Like, now the Emperor's going to kill you because you're using the Force. Like, aren't you scared? And when he says that, it sounds like he's saying it in response to Ochi. But really, I think that he's saying it in response to everything that he just saw in his vision when he saw the yeah. Emperor walking away with Luke. Yeah. And now, he, what you guys were saying, he's scared of rejection from Luke. But now he, he has developed all this anger, more anger oh. towards the Emperor. And so he's not really responding to Ochi so much as, like, that vision. And that's yeah. kind of what's propelling him. Yeah. And I guess compelling him to use the force on this creature to his advantage and probably weaponize him against yeah. the emperor. It's I, I can't wait till we get more because it's taken us a little bit to get it's taken us a few issues to get to Exegol. But we've actually landed there now. There's no going like we're going there. We're going to see what's going on. We now are teased with that 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 cover of all the the red lightsabers and and what's probably these acolytes you know, confronting Vader. We've, we've been teased with that again now. So maybe that's the next cover issue. But I, I was expecting some turn of some sort. And, and I get it. We probably have, who knows? We could be halfway through this issue. I have no idea how long how it's supposed many, to go. Yeah. The, last, yeah, the, the other, last line went 26, right? Yeah. The other two Vader series, I think we're both in the mid twenties in terms of their length. So we're, we're coming up on, on halfway and, and Michael, you, you're hitting on something that I wanted to, to talk about. When you look at um, earlier in the series, when he gets back to Palpatine, and Palpatine like says you need to be retrained in the Sith ways, and yeah, and, and breaks him down and, and tests him on Mustafar, and is really abusive and awful to him. You feel like it's okay. It's this internal Sith matter between him and Vader. They're going to work it out. But then things just keep escalating. You know, at the yeah. beginning of this issue, he's got three Star Destroyers sent after him. So now yeah. it's not just like a Sith internal personnel matter. It's like the whole Empire is yeah. involved. And, and at the end of the issue, he's riding this beast to yeah. presumably go attack Palpatine's upside down trapezoidal temple thing on, on Exegol. Yeah. So I just keep wondering, how, how does this relationship get repaired in any way yeah. with him and, and Palpatine because yeah at the beginning of Return of the Jedi they're not at each other's throats like this for sure mm -hmm. so it'll be it's almost maybe pushed that too far to me to, to think that it could go back to a, a working relationship in some way before Return of the Jedi because I'm thinking early on I was like I dig continuing to sow this division between the two because yeah, Sith can never really be truly united because they're always worried that one's going to betray the other. Yeah, but this has been pushed to a pretty far point. At this, you know, I don't yeah. know how they're coming back. 
We thought I, we thought Dak could take on the whole <laughs> empire himself. I mean, Vader, it looks like is like like you said, the entire Imperial fleet's like coming after him. So like, where yeah, where do we go from here? And Holly, I want I want I want to hear your thought. Look, can I can I post something to you, you first? Can. Is this a vision that the Emperor has had? And that by the time Vader comes back, the Emperor is so certain that Luke Skywalker is going to turn on his father, which we feel like he was in episode six, that whatever Vader is up, like, it, I have foreseen this, and Vader has even seen it himself. Like, it's happening. We both have had this vision. I, I don't know. Holly, are you, are you buying that? Like, um, I think this is something that I kind of struggle with back and forth. So I think that there's one of... There's one of, to me, two things, and I'm sure that there's more than two things, but to me, yeah. there's one of Phrasing. really two things yeah. that could be happening. Yeah. One, I think that probably less likely, but I don't know, based on the events that we saw in the sequel trilogy, it is possible that Palpatine kind of has like more plans than what yeah. we thought before during the prequels, I guess. Well, I think that this could possibly be a huge plan for Palpatine and he wants Vader to get to this point and then he's really going to break him. Yeah. But that's one thing. Come on. What I think is more likely than that. <laughs> Let's go. Is I, I think I know that So Vader has now he's seen these visions. He knows that the emperor doesn't trust him. He doesn't trust the emperor. Mm. He has this idea that he needs to get to Luke somehow so yeah. that that vision doesn't come true. Yeah. He is going to probably play along with Palpatine, come which w is why we probably see them have more of a working relationship in the next film. But we also know that Vader has other plans. Yeah. So I think that, I don't know, I just kind of see him kind of like playing along, but not really being. Holly, I will finish what you started, Ben Solo said. It's a very interesting, if we're like him aspiring to be like his grandfather, if we're going to go down this road, yeah, maybe he gets to a point where Palpatine tries to break him again and he kind of goes along with this point. Hey, I've. I've accepted my destiny. You're my master. If you, if you, if you, you know, desire for the boy to be sent to the, you know, change of the dark side. Cool. I'll do it. But, you know, pulling a, I don't want to say pulling a Ben solo because this all happened before then, but maybe they are, you know, very similar, like, like we've been led to believe. And maybe he's, he's pulling his old grandfather's trick here. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, Luke, could we, could we expect some, some deceit here, um, for Vader? Obviously there was something going on in, 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 in Return of the Jedi to where he's, you know, he's foreseen it like Luke, you and I can, we can rule, we can, we can defeat him, but, um, didn't go the way he thought. Maybe, maybe some deception here on Vader's part. Yeah, I, I think that, that that makes sense. He's going to have to be conciliatory in, in some way, and I guess we'll get to that point. But right now, he seems to be on the warpath, at least at the Amen. end of this issue. Halfway <laughs> there. We're at the top of the peak now. It's going to come shooting down. Right. Yeah, I, I'm surprised I am surprised as well, Luke, because I, 
I just keep, I'm like, when's, when is it going to happen? When is this going to be this moment? And it's like, holy crap, we're only in issue 11 of possibly 26 issues. And we're just getting started, it feels like. So, yeah, it's, I was very surprised. And, and, and you're right. It's, this is, this is bigger than just, you know, the, the games between uh, the master and apprentice. Now you got these, these, these uh, Imperial fleet coming after you and, and who, who knows what's going to happen on Exegol. I, I feel like we're going to see some weird stuff, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. You know what else is kind of weird to yeah. me? No the... lightning on Exegol so far. Didn't see one strike. <laughs> I mean, not yet. Yeah. I don't know. Also his little, what did Luke call it? Upside down. The upside down? Trap. Tra- what it, what the is... Suma actually looked like it was from the upside okay, down. Okay. Well, this little building yeah. at first when I saw this, this page looks like a little mouse droid. yeah it looks like a little mouse droid it does but looks then so it's tiny not. there yeah but it's not um he says let's read through this again come on the he whole says, comic let's just no, no, bring no. it down yeah. he says but fear leads to anger anger leads to hate and hate leads to power so now let the emperor fear me. Come on. If you're following that logic, he's making it sound like he wants the emperor to fear him. And then the emperor is yeah. going to grow stronger because it's going to lead to power. I, I, I would, I'd pay to see him riding that Suma creature right up to the, you know, the emperor's uh, destroyer. Just be like, what are you going to do now? I mean, why not? I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. I, I love that we're getting this filler story. I'm down for it. Yeah. Um. It's just, yeah, not. I, I am I am way ahead of this story. Like I'm just waiting for this to happen. It's like no, like we haven't scratched the surface of the brutality of Vader. Like I hey, wanted to wait be till like he gets all his limbs back on Exegol like yeah. two issues ago. I'll tell you this. I, I saw a meme that really summarized this very well. Like this this comic line with Vader. You know, Vader's loose and limbs left and right. It's like I will return. There was a meme that showed. Obi-Wan and in Revenge of the Sith saying, it's over, Anakin, I have the high ground. And then it just has Anakin's charred body on the 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 the, the bent embankment there, and he just says, We'll consider it a draw. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, that, you that you lost. That, I was hoping it'd be a Monty Python reference. That's uh <laughs> You know, the knight who Pretty gets close, hacked right? his, yeah. his legs and his arms hacked off. It's, it's just like, a flesh oh, wound. Yeah, it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> Yeah. And when the they, other guy moves on, he says that line, I believe. Oh, consider it a draw. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, it's, I did, I totally forgot about the Monty Python reference. So that's, that is Vader in this entire line so far. I'm like, try and, yeah, cut off my legs. I'll build new ones. Uh, put me up against this giant creature. I, I will ha- make him, you know, fade of my will. I do have to say, in this comic, like, a lot of times they'll just show like Vader doing very frightening things, but yeah. it's just from like the shoulders up. But then every now and then they'll like draw one of his arms mm-hmm. in the panel and it's still like his droid, his like big droid arm. And it just like, yeah. it's not as scary. Yeah. They, when he was, when he was reaching out in the force to that creature, he had that droid arm and it looked comical. It's like, what are I you mean, trying to do with that? That looks like a can opener. Put it down. Come on, Vader. What are you going to slice soup. him and dice him? Yeah, maybe, yeah, open that guy up and just pour a can of soup. <laughs> it was, I don't know, guys. This is, I, I, I enjoyed it. That, 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 that vision scene. It's, it's also cool that there's other creatures out there that can, you know, in solo, this thing just kind of seemed like this, this black hole almost. It would just suck you up and you're gone forever. But like 
we see that there's a you know a, a subspecies out here that is in tune with the force and can kind of mess with your mind also, i think that's kind of a horror element that a little I'd love bar to see. barbaric it like it eats is. its own kind it's pretty messed up and now this is the second creature that vader survives that yeah supposedly palpatine didn't think that he would that's what I. That's that's what. Uh, what's her face is just like. Nah, he 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 won't survive this. It's like, well, no one. Everyone said that no one has survived the Eye of Webbish Bog either, and they did. So and why? Came out. Yeah, it's like proving the haters wrong. Listen, lady, yeah. this is not Vader's first rodeo. Yeah. yeah, great cape, by the way, but yeah, not his first rodeo. But sit down. Yeah, uh, she, like I said, no, she's still look, bitter. Know it, who you're dealing yeah. with before you get in the battle with them. Yeah. It's like that's. Well, let's like, be fair though. It doesn't matter how menacing Vader is. He doesn't have any limbs. He has a can opener for an arm. I mean, how do you take that? Especially look, if you're that giant creature. Obviously, you're like, okay, buddy. He looks screwed. like the Lego Vader with the little pincher arms, like little crab that's, man. Yeah. Wow, if you could take like a Mon Cal's arm and throw it on Vader as a Lego figure, that would okay. Well, imagine yeah. this, yeah, just humor me. Okay, picture Vader in the Mon Cal sweater. I would be sharp, I, I can't critique that because I think that's a good look. A seafaring Vader on a ship <laughs> that's probably what he fa fears the most is water or something like crazy. Like you'd melt like a witch. I don't know, uh, guys. But it's 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 a fascinating read so far. If you're not reading it, um, check it out. I think it's worth the purchase. It's worth uh, getting this backstory and, and every. I mean, all the Vader lines have been great. So this is just a good continuation. I mean, every once in a while you have a, issues that you're like, I could have done without it. But um, even the cover of this one, very menacing with with his red eyes and fighting this red storm. It looks Luke, like he's Luke sent us a text. He sent us a picture of that yeah. creepy Vader in this comic. And he's like, he is coming for you. Phrasing. I Yeah. I, yeah. I thought he sent a Pornhub link. But I mean, <laughs> turns out it was a I'm kidding, guys. It was a playoff last week's episode. But uh Anyway, uh, well, guys, I, I hope you enjoyed that discussion. Um, you know, I, I, I get that, you know, some people consider the whole Gina Carano thing sensitive, but just, I mean, uh, just be, be better to each other. You know, like it's, it's not, I don't know. We tend to tear each other down with the, with these discussions and it's just, you know, it's just, it's just decency. It's, it's, it's not difficult. Just be respectful. Uh, that's all we expect in this podcast and, and, and how we treat others. And that's what we expect of our group and our discussions and, and so I, I thought it was worth mentioning, and I think it's it's worth mentioning. We were introduced to this character that some people enjoyed, and and we're not going to get it anymore. So what what do we what do we expect? What do we want? Um, and then Vader just not disappointing with his ego, uh, and his can opener arm. I, I can't wait to see him whip out that labor laser sword and take on like twenty Sith acolytes. How can he hold it? I don't know. I think he's going to be holding up a Sith acolyte in a choker with the can opener arm, and then slicing others with, just like he did on the the younglings, in Terrible. in the temple. I know. Can't wait to see that. Can't wait to see it. Uh, guys, well, let us know what you think. Like I said, it, it, check out the comic line; it's worth it. If you don't, you know, maybe you can't afford the the the, the comic books, or you're you're really not into that. I will say that Star Wars Newsnet does a really great synopsis of these stories. So even if you can't pick them up, or you're not really into it, you can get the story out of it. I don't always agree with their 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 kind of reaction to it, or you know whether they liked it or not. But they give a great kind of synopsis of what's going on. So check it out there. Um, they do a great job of highlighting all the comic books, but right now we've kind of we kind of abandoned the main line for a little bit. We'll come back to that at some point. 
uh, the comics were just becoming a lot. Now all the books are out and Michael's overwhelmed and he can only read so fast. So I'm still working on Light of the Jedi over halfway at this point. Luke's already read it. Holly is itching to read it two days once I'm done with it. She may be reading it right now during the podcast. I'm not sure. In Michael's defense, he is reading two books right now. I am? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I am. You're right. Was it zero You're... or two? How many? Well, get You're this. You're reading The Rise of Skywalker. I meant to tell everyone this a couple podcasts ago, but I finished Chaos Rising. Did I announce that yet? Have I announced? I don't think I did. Did I? I think we talked about it. Let's talk about it. Well, again. now I feel stupid. No, Because no, no, I wait. thought that everyone thought I was still reading Thrawn. Maybe we did it. I finished it. I finished it several weeks ago. And you know what? Not my favorite. Sorry to spoil it. But it Not took you months to get through that book, and because I wasn't feeling it, and you were it was reading, a, it was a, it was an end table, night table kind of read, and I'd pick it up for ten minutes and be like, ah, I can't get into it. Michael would put like seventeen water glasses on top wow. of that book. I'm like, well, I'm just planning for the that? alien invasion. Water glasses, <laughs> Holly. Yeah, you haven't yeah. seen the alien. Oh gosh, okay. what's that? I'm gonna have to explain for that damn thing too. See, you know, there's a reason. So when the aliens come and they, you know, they're allergic to water, I will be the survivor. I'm sorry. What? Ollie, I can't with you right now because you <laughs> haven't seen the movie. We'll have what to movie? discuss it off air. I can't. Like We'll talk <laughs> about it. I don't want to embarrass you in front of everyone because you were probably 11 or something. You couldn't get into this one. What movie? We'll talk about it next, next episode. Guys, I do hope you enjoyed this discussion and some of the banter and talking Vader and uh, the future of, of Cara Dune. Uh, if you did enjoy it, let us know. Go go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review if, you, if you'd be so kind. We appreciate that feedback. Helps us get the word out to folks at Flying Casuals doing it right, talking Star Wars. Um, uh, check us out on YouTube if you enjoy a long-form uh, video format. Uh, you can check us out there as well or any other podcasting format where you where you enjoy kind of consuming podcasts. So let us know there as well. So I hope you guys have a good rest of the week. You'll be hearing this on coming Monday. Um, but we will be back with another episode talking uh, episode nine, the novel with our book club. So looking forward to that. I still need to finish the book. Uh, you're right. I am reading two books. There's the kid. I finally understand what you were saying because you're absolutely right. Um, my bad. I totally forgot it because I haven't finished it, but we'll get to that. So looking forward to that book club and that discussion. I know all of our, our group and book club is excited for this. So I want to expect that, uh, that episode soon. So uh, take care of each other, guys. Uh, be kind to one another and uh, may the force be with you all.